Hello, my friends. Welcome. My name is Joe. This is The Joe Martino Show. And today we're going to take two questions that I get a lot. And well, I'm going to take two questions, but I get some form of them from a lot of people. One talks about parenting. The other one talks about what do I do with family that is life-sucking and has brought chaos into my life, especially as we approach the holidays. Let's kick it off. This is The Joe Martino Show. You're listening to The Joe Martino Show, a podcast dealing with all things emotional, relational, and human nature. Joe is a licensed counselor in the state of Michigan, specializing in relationship therapy. He is also the author of the book, The Emotionally Secure Couple. All advice offered in this episode is offered for entertainment and educational purposes only. Enjoy the show. Hey friends, before we kick it off into this episode, I need to tell you two things. One, uh, this episode is unedited. Due to a technical difficulty, we were not able to get this week's episode edited, so there's probably a lot of goofy stuff in there that didn't get cut out. I apologize. Two, someone did write in about last week's episode, the one about what boundaries are not, and they wanted to know, they said, hey, are you talking about your conversation with your client and their daughter? And I want to be clear, the conversation that I'm referencing there last week was between someone who wrote in who was not a client and their adult daughter who is also not a client. I just want to make sure that we're clear on that. That was not a client conversation that I had last week. Um, I did mention that I had a client who also shared that they were having a similar conversation with, uh, with their adult daughter, and I had no communication with that adult daughter. So I wanted to make sure that we had that clear, uh, just to clarify any confusion. All right, let's kick it off. Let's talk about some common questions that I get. Hey friends, welcome back. I want to take today and I want to address two things. One, we're almost to Thanksgiving. And so that usually starts a slew of emails and people reaching out to me asking me how to navigate family issues. I feel like I've answered some of these pretty regularly, just different versions of them. Uh, I'm going to answer one today that is, is because it's not really about necessarily Thanksgiving. And if you want to send me in questions, that's totally fine. I don't mind that. I usually write the person back and say, hey, it was addressed in this episode. And then I have to go spend some time on it. Do you want to make a quick announcement? Uh, if you haven't heard already, the new website is up and it is running. Blog posts are coming. And if you're interested in getting those emailed directly to you, we're working on something for that, which will be coming shortly. All right, so I'm going to address two questions today. One is I consistently get letters about like, hey, I tried your parenting thing and it didn't work which I'll be honest with you, I find really frustrating because I'm always like, well, then you didn't try it because you know that when I talk about parenting, I expect failure. I expect for it to, quote, not work. And my especially my favorite is when someone writes in or I see someone at the grocery store and they're like, hey, my husband listened to your podcast and he's no longer disciplining our children. I'm like, okay, so let's talk about this. I want to talk about this for a minute. I am not advocating for permissive parenting. All right, there's four types of parenting. Neglectful parenting, you just ignore the kid, don't meet their needs, any of their needs. Basically, you exist, they exist. Clearly, that is one we are not advocating for. The other one is authoritarian. And that is, I am because of my position, you will listen to me. I was talking to a dad one time, and his son was not brushing his teeth, and he, he went, said, so I went into his room and I physically moved him. Okay, what did that cost you? Well, he brushed his teeth. 
did he? Did, did he brush his teeth to where they probably actually got better? Well, Joe, and immediately he went to, well, we're not just going to be his best friend and let him do anything and watch video games. Well, no, of course not. No one's arguing for that. That's neglectful parenting. Or at the very best, it's permissive parenting, right? So there's author authoritarian, which is because of my position, you'll listen to me. I grew up in this environment. Uh, this was the whole community that I grew up in essentially believed this. And, and so, you know, you will do what I say because of my position. It doesn't even matter if I do it. So one of the funny things that I often laugh at is when I was a kid, some of you are going to have no idea what I'm talking about, but I'm old enough to remember when phones actually were on the wall and, and freedom was like this 50 foot phone cord. And the phone would ring and you'd pick it up and you didn't know who was calling because there wasn't even caller ID yet. You'd be like, hello. And they'd be like, hi, is so-and-so there, right? It'd be one of my dad or my mom. And I would go say, I say, hold on, let me check. And I'd go be like, hey, dad, it's so-and-so. And he would say, tell them I'm not here. Now, I'm not picking on my dad. This was a relatively ubiquitous situation for most adults in that day. So you want me to go lie? even though the other day I got spanked for lying. Is, is that right? And then those same adults, especially in the community that I grew up in, which is pretty religious, pretty conservative, would talk about how deplorable it was that our society was embracing situational ethics, which is exactly what they were embracing by telling me to go lie when I was, uh, when, when they didn't want to talk on the phone. Rather than say, hey, tell them I don't want to talk, we're going to lie so we don't hurt their feelings, right? And so what happens there is that's, but you still can't lie to me because I'm the authority. So permissive parenting, we want to avoid that. That's the parenting, like the father that I was talking to of like, oh, well, just let him do whatever. And we clearly want to, you know, avoid neglectful parenting. I would argue we want to avoid authoritative parenting, which says, because I'm the authority, you will listen to me. Now, sometimes maybe we have to do that. My wife and I talk about this a lot because we're not in the same place on this. Uh, I tend to think the more often you have to say, because I'm the parent, you're losing. In fact, I would argue that almost any time you said it, you've lost, which doesn't mean that you still shouldn't say it, because sometimes even after you've lost, you have to throw up the Hail Mary. Right. We, we want to avoid this intensity driven model of if you don't do what I want, I'm going to create enough consequences in your life, uh, enough pain in your life that you'll do what I want because I know what's best for you because I'm the adult. Now, we could have that conversation like, hey, I really think I know what's best for you here. I know what the best outcomes are. But now we've moved from authoritarian to authoritative parenting. And that's actually what I am advocating for. I, I think that we need more parents who operate out of an authoritative thing. We don't need parents who just let their kids do whatever they want to do. But we kind of do as long as they make sure that there are natural consequences following them. We don't need parents inventing false consequences or silly consequences that don't match the offense. We don't need parents who believe intensity is going to win. So, you know, Junior didn't eat. I, I think I said this a couple weeks ago. I was talking to a guy, his six-year-old didn't eat supper, so he sent them to bed at 6 p.m. That's stupid. And literally when I was telling that story in a group, this one guy's like, well, well they didn't eat. What the, f what does that have to do with eating? 
Like, do you? Ah, and that's about I'm in control and I'm, I, I should be in control and I'm not. And so I'm going to come after you and make you know that I'm the authority here and I'm in control. There's a really interesting uh, uh, meme on Instagram by someone I think named Shelly, I don't remember, Shelly Robinson, I think. And, and she says, let's stop pretending that punishment is a teaching tool, is, is, wow, is a teaching tool and start admitting that it's a symptom of a dysregulated adult who's actually discharging their anger onto a child in a misguided attempt to teach them a lesson. Now, I want to be clear. I'm not saying that there can't be consequences. Right? But I love that quote because a lot of times parents move away from what they're, the idea of consequences and they're not training their child. They're looking to punish their child because the child did something that they didn't want to do. And here's what happens. I was talking to a guy in his 30s, young kids, and he and his wife were talking to me about parenting, and they were trying to figure this, this rhythm out. And it is. It's a rhythm. There is push-pull to it. There is a lot of work to it. And so what they said was, he, what, what I went through these four styles, and what he said was, he said, I think I, I kind of flip-flop between permissive parenting, where I just ignore the kids and I let them do whatever they want to do, and authoritarian parenting. And I would say I would agree with that. So here, here's an example. His two boys are wrestling. I think they're like eight and six. They're wrestling in the backyard. Uh, one starts to cry. He's ignoring it because, you know, hey, if there's something wrong, you need to come tell me. But the kid isn't come telling him. He can hear him crying. And it, it gets going and it keeps going and it keeps going. And finally, he just starts screaming. Knock it off. I'm going to take your phones for the next 18 years. I don't know what he said. But whatever it was, that's a run of flipping from permissive parenting, he's just letting him do whatever, borderline neglectful, although neglectful is really more out there, right, to to authoritarian where I'm going to tell you what to do and you're going to do it just because I told you. And when we flip-flop between those things, we run into trouble. That's just how that happens. And so what I'm arguing for is the authoritative parent. You have authority. You are the parent. You do need to exercise that. But your job is to train your kids. Your job is to help them learn how to solve problems. You don't do that by solving the problem for them, and you also don't do it by ignoring them and pretending that a problem isn't there. And I've said this probably a couple hundred times. I imagine I will continue to say it. I am all for the truth that talking to your kid is an intervention. People often say to me, well, I can't reason with my kids. I agree with you, which is why your behaviors should match the values that you tell them you want them to live. So if it's wrong for them to hit and you utilize hitting as a motivational tool, you have a congruency problem. And the only way you fix congruency problems is to reason with your kid. Now, the other side of that is there are parents that never enforce consequences. That's permissive parenting. You also have to be able to reason with your kid there, and it's not going to go well. That is a hard sell. Right. So hopefully that'll put that to rest. I, I get a lot of emails about that. I want to be clear. You need to be active. You need to be intervening. You need to be talking to your kids. You need to be pointing them to who they want to be. You need to be talking about their identity. I believe in identity parenting. You need to move them in that direction. All right. Now I want to get to a question that an email that came through via email. Somebody wrote into me and said, Dear Joe, I want you to know that I appreciate your show. I listen to it regularly. I do have a question that you have sort of addressed, but not exactly these parameters. First of all, kudos to you, sir, for using the word parameters. I love that word. 
Uh, essentially, what do I lost my place for these these parameters? Here's the situation: my sister has continually brought distress and chaos into my life, into my life, and the life of my family. My wife does not like her. I'm not sure that I like her, and certainly. If I used your test of if she lived next door to me and I wasn't related to her, would we be friends? The answer is an emphatic no. So, so far, there's no question, right? So he goes, he, and he knows that. The, the writer knows that. He says, so here's my question. With Thanksgiving and Christmas and the holidays coming up, I know she's going to try to want to hang out, and we don't want to. Honestly, hanging out with her is incredibly life-sucking and not life-giving. What do we do? It's a great question, and I get it a lot. Hey, what do I do? Uh, and there's two elements. The reason I think it makes it a great question. One, hey, we just don't really find the time, our time with this relative to be very life-giving. Okay, I get that one, and, and maybe you kind of live in that tension of like, okay, it's not very life-giving, and I need to uh, probably spend some time with them because we are related and we are family, and I have some obligation to family. They bring destruction and chaos. That's a different situation. They bring intentional pain. That now He didn't say that here. He and I emailed back and forth a little bit. I wanted to get a better understanding of what was going on. They bring what seems to be intentional pain into my family's life. That's a different situation. So here's kind of the, the run out on this. I, then don't hang out with her, right? And we all have probably somebody in our lives that we have to keep at arm's length that we're related to. That if we weren't related to, we wouldn't hang out with them at all. We wouldn't interact with them at all. We'd, we'd keep them beyond arm's length. We'd keep them on property length, right? Property length being you wouldn't let them on your property. But in a situation like this, you know, as he talks about his sister and, and he and I emailed back and forth and he told me some of the things that she did. She's stolen money from him. Uh, she, she's done some things that were really big deals. Okay, well, at some point, you have to draw boundaries. Boundaries are loving. Boundaries are good. Because here's the thing that I always want to ask people, what is it costing you to spend time with this person? And sometimes the answer is it costs me nothing but time and some energy. And so I probably ought to, I probably ought to be willing to pay that at some level. But when we start talking about somebody intentionally bringing in chaos intentionally bringing in destruction. What happens is we're now paying far more than we probably should be willing to pay. We're now paying far more than any potential ROI. And so part of the boundary then is like what, like, and this is the question that he had. I didn't read his whole email. It's like, what am I teaching my kids in both directions? Right. If I say, okay, Hey sis, I think her name's Tammy. Hey Tammy, you can't come to our house for Thanksgiving. What am I teaching my kids? If I say to my kids, you can come and my kids don't want her to come. What am I teaching my kids? You know, I was talking to, to someone else. Someone else wrote it and they're like, hey, I've been invited to my, my family's Thanksgiving meal and my sister's new boyfriend is coming to the meal and she's not divorced yet. Um, they're bringing all of the new boyfriend's kids. Uh, I don't feel that they're being honest about her ex-husband. Uh, you, you know, they're, they're kind of vilifying him to make this work. And I don't share those values. I'll be honest with you. I wrote that person back. I was like, what does it cost you to go? It's not like, like, and what it boils down to is this. 
the person believes that it costs them their integrity because they're giving their tacit approval to the to the new relationship, which some of you listening, like, well, that's none of their business. And so that's that's your right. They have the right to run that out. And, and it's the same issue. Like, okay, what am I communicating to people? And for that person, it was a big deal of like, hey, I'm 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 not giving my approval to that relationship, which, OK, fine. I guess I don't know. What do you want your parents to do? That's the thing that I would run out. And, and that person it was a very short email exchange uh, back to the guy who wrote in about his sister. That's the million dollar question. What are you teaching your family? And here's the thing. His kids are all old enough that they've come to him. And they said, we don't want to hang out with her. And so I would actually argue then it's probably time to kind of cut that loose. I'd be honest, like, hey, my family doesn't find your time, their time with you to be very life-giving. In fact, it's very life-draining, and, and it's, it's causing issues in our family that I need to protect them from. And yes, I would expect your sister to get pretty upset. I would expect your sister to be pretty angry. And I would also be okay with that. Because what you're running out is what is where do your priorities primarily lay? To your sister, I get emails about dads and moms and stepmoms and brothers and step family. Or does it primarily lay with the people that sleep under your roof almost every night of the year, if not every night of the year? How do where does your responsibilities run out? And those questions the answer to those questions will direct you. And, and so I would say, look, if, if, if you find that your family, it's a net loss for the three, three or four people. I don't remember how many kids he said he had. Uh, I think he said he had three kids. So it'd be four people, the four other people that live under your roof with you. And it's a net loss. I, I think you have a greater obligation to them than you do to satisfy your sister's emotional needs. And, and this is where it can be hard because a lot of people, they're like, hey, I want to be good to my family. I want to, I feel bad for them, right? Uh, I, know, I know somebody who was like, I, well, the, my problem is if I cut my dad off, he's all alone, right? But he's all alone because of the choices that he made in the life that he lived and you can't remove natural consequences and, and still expect positive growth. It just isn't how it works. And so when you run that out, the, the danger is that if you do it and you're like, well, you know what, kids, you're just going to deal, you're telling them you're not quite as important as your aunt's feelings. And that's super hard. I get it. It's, 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 a, it's a hard situation with a lot of bad choices, but you have to pick the best of the bad choices. So as the holidays come, as we get closer to the holidays, this episode might actually drop. I think this one will drop the week before Thanksgiving. This might be the Thanksgiving episode. Uh, no, this one will probably drop right before. I'm not sure. But either way, when it does drop, one of the things that you have to consider is what, whatever choice I make here, what's the values I'm trying to reflect by that choice? All right, thanks so much for listening. Send me those emails. Reach out to me if you have questions. I'm happy to answer them. Uh, share this with your friends if you find value. Give me a rating. Would love to get a rating from you. Give me some feedback. Tell me what you like, what you don't like. Whatever it is, let me know. Thanks so much for listening. We'll catch you next week. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed today's show, please share with a friend. And hey, give us that rating in your podcast store.
Until next time, change possible.